Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Stan Cranky. I'm the new owner of arsblog.com. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Everything's going to change around here, but you'd be wrong. I'm here with the best of intentions. I love Arsblog. Arsblog is what keeps me going in the morning. I fully respect the history and traditions of Arsblog. It is, of course, one of the greatest blog franchises in the world. I want to assure all you Arsblog fans that everything and I mean everything, is going to remain the same around here. There might be one or two small changes, but you'll get used to them, I'm sure. The first small change we made at board level was to decide that the arse blogger had to be replaced as the presenter. His crude language affected the commercial viability of this podcast, and now, without him, we can attract top-class, wholesome family sponsors like Disney, Burger King, or Halliburton. From now on, Ars Blog will no longer be f***ing excellent, it'll be very good indeed. And Didier Drogba can no longer be a hideous f***ing he's got to be a beautifically challenged African-American African. You might notice some other small changes as well. The man in the bar is going to be replaced by the man from the Werther's original advert. You know the guy, big smile, mustache, gives his grandson a piece of candy. That's the kind of wholesome family old man we want, not some guy who spends all day drinking in a bar. As well as that, Arsene Wenger Hawkins will be replaced by a handicapped person who doesn't have continued fantasies of rape, murder, terrible ladies' music, and eating feces. Finally, we're going to change the name. The Arsecast will no longer be the Arsecast because the word Arse is offensive. From now on, the Arsecast is going to be called the FannyCast. So, it's just down to me to welcome you once again to the FannyCast on Arsblog. Fanny blog. Um, Somebody get that orange fucker on the phone for me right now. Welcome to another Arsblog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association with OleOle.com. You didn't think I'd sell out, did you? I never would. Not to an American, to a Russian, to somebody from Papua New Guinea. Not at all. Anyway, I don't have somebody to go behind my back and try and sell it to an American. Oh, wait a minute. Something has occurred to me. Tom is actually in America at the moment. He's gone to Las Vegas. He says it's for work. Hmm. Should I be suspicious? Would Tom try and sell me out? Never. We have a united board. Coming up on this week's uh, Arsecast, we have got for you all your usual favorites. Arsene Wenger Hawkins will be here. The man in the bar will be here. There's a blog chat with the man from East Lower. 
Uh, and gunner blogger, and good player. How is this possible, you say? What crazy madness is this? I will explain to you all uh, in due course. So let's catch up on what's happened since the last time we spoke. Leaving aside everything else bar football, uh, we played Spurs uh, last weekend. And uh, after going a goal down, of course, uh, we came back uh, to go 2-1 ahead. And very good it was, too, uh, until the last-minute goal by Jermaine Genus, whose name rhymes with penis. And I'm not too childish to make that joke. Again and again and again. So Jermaine Penis, he uh, he scored the uh, equalizing goal seven seconds after the four minutes of injury time were up. It's very, very annoying, um, particularly because uh, the defeat uh, or the, the draw for us felt like a defeat and for Spurs felt like a victory. And let's face it, nobody likes a Spurs fan at the best of times, but and nobody likes a happy Spurs fan because that means, you know, they're happy. And they're not suffering enough. Um, so it was uh, quite annoying. But still, away from home, 2-2, a draw. Uh, we did well. We outplayed them in the second half. I think once Diaby gets himself uh, properly fit and gets a good run in the team, he is going to be a big, big player for us. And you can see how important Cesc was uh, as well. When he came on, uh, things changed around and we, we were able to put the game to them uh, a little bit more. I do, do, do sincerely hope that this season of conceding the first goal in nearly every game we've played in, I do hope that this is just sort of a one-off thing, you know. Sort of like James Beattie having a good season. It just happens once. And, you know, from then on, things go back to normal. James Beattie is crap, and we become uh, much more uh, solid at the back. Th that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. Um, Arsene Wenger is uh, said today, uh, today being today and not tomorrow when you're going to listen to this. So today is yesterday when you're listening to it. Uh, but Arsene Wenger has, has spoken about uh, playing at Ashburton Grove and saying that really for the first 10, 12 games, uh, it was like playing uh, away from home. It takes time to get used to the new stadium. So uh, we'll see uh, whether or not that has an impact next season. Let's hope not. Uh, the other sort of main news this week was Jens Lehmann deciding that he's going to stay with Arsenal even though we're interested in other goalkeepers. And um, I'll repeat what I said on the blog, the, the story about Johan Pele, um, I mean, having a player called Pele would be fantastic. We just need to buy Bob Maradona, Stephen Cruyff and, and Harry Beckenbauer and it's all complete. But anyway, we're very interested in him and, and the rumours about Craig Gordon go on as well. So maybe the boss is thinking about bringing somebody in who can who can learn from Jens and benefit from, from his experience as Jens plays his final season. So he can, you know, throw a wobbly whenever there's a corner or, or, or learn how to make it look like somebody stood on your foot every time the ball comes across. Other news this week was a pre-season tournament. Uh, tickets went up on a ticket site uh, and then were taken down again, but I'm not sure if it's been confirmed yet or not. Uh, but there is going to be a pre-season tournament at Ashburton Grove uh, between Arsenal, Inter Milan, Paris Saint-Germain and Hamburg. Um, so that's his Patrick Vieira return uh, to the Arsenal again. So that could be an interesting uh, preseason tournament. What that means in terms of the um, the other preseason plans, I don't know. There was a rumor that there was going to be an American tour. Uh, I suspect that probably won't happen now. But there is uh, still rumor of a postseason tour uh, to Asia somewhere. But uh, again, that that remains to be seen. So. Before we go on our uh, historic blog chat with three other Arsenal bloggers, uh, Arsene Wenger Hawkins is here. Hello everyone. This week I went to the gym to work on my pecs and lats. 
I have a body of steel and I don't just mean my wheelchair. As I was towing myself down after a hot steamy shower I saw a young boy in a Chelsea shirt. What do you think of Jose Mourinho? I asked him. He's alright, said the young boy. What do you think of John Terry? I asked as I applied some talc to my bone. He's alright, he said. What do you think of Frank Lampard? He's alright but a bit fat. What do you think of the type of football Chelsea play? It's alright. What do you think of Roman Abramovich? He's alright. And what do you think of this? I asked as I let my towel slip gently to the floor, my enormous penis flapping in the breeze. Looks like Ashley Cole, he said. Oh, the youth of today. How they make you laugh. I laughed like this. Ha 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 Naturally, I touched myself afterwards. Oh, yes. Arsene Hawkins will be back on next week's Arsecast. Now then, don't forget the uh, Arsecast is sponsored by OleOle.com, which is a football community, a brand new place where you can set up a blog, you can make friends, and do all that kind of social networking thing that's so groovy these days. All you need to do is go to www.oleole.com, sign up for an account, and you can start blogging and submitting stories and, and all that good stuff that goes with it. So uh, move along, please. Uh, now then, blog chat time. Something new, something a little bit different. Um, and we're always trying to push the boundaries here. So instead of getting one Arsenal blogger to talk about Arsenal, I decided to get three of them. I wasn't quite sure how everything was going to go or, or work technically or whether or not they'd be able to hear me or whether there'd be huge, huge delays, but it didn't seem to be like that. Uh, so the next time we do it, um, it can be a little more free and a little less structured than it is this time. But I spoke to Gilberto Silver uh, from GunnerBlog.com, uh, Good Player from GoodPlayer.com, and the man from East Lore, which is EastLore.co.uk. We discussed uh, David Dean and Cronky. We also discussed uh, Jens Lehmann and his decision to stay, and William Gallas, and the rumours linking him with Real Madrid. So here's this week's blog chat. Okay, now on the Arscast, uh, a revolution in blog chatting. We have around the cyber table uh, threesome, well, foursome, it's all a bit kinky, with the man from East Lower. Good morning. Morning. Uh, Gunner Blogger, how are you? I'm very good, thanks. And good player, how's things with you? Not too bad. Good. Now, we'll start with... Um, the big news, which is, of course, uh, the fact that uh, David Dean was fired and Stan Kroenke is buying up Arsenal shares willy-nilly. Um, there has been what appears to be a, a sort of a PR battle across the Arsenal internet. Um, the man from East Lower, I'll, I'll address this to you because your internet's been gone and, and we haven't really heard what you think about it. What do you make of what's happened in the last few days? Uh, what, what I think is, um, is there are a lot of people who, who, who seem to think uh, uh, that the PR battle's being won by by Kronko without, and he hasn't really done anything. And, and I, I think what the, the Arsenal board needs to come out and maybe say is, you know, what's the reality of this? Uh, that would be really helpful just to say a bit, because, uh, I mean, if this Kronky bloke comes with 600 million in cash um, and, and you pay for it up front, then you'd have to say, well, that sounds like a good deal. But, you know, I think uh, my suspicion is that he'd borrow to buy the club if, he, if indeed he's going to make a bid. And if he borrows to buy the club, you know, who's going to pay the debt back? So these are the kind of things that are worrying me at the moment. Okay. Conventional wisdom is, good player, that he is going to borrow to uh, to buy the club. Uh, how do you see it? I think 
I'm not massively in favour of that. I think we need to deal with the reality, though, which is um, he wants to buy the club, and the reality is that Danny Stridman's got a large number of shares, and you know, from what a lot of us have been told, etc., it does seem that Stridman would be prepared to sell. The only caveat to that being that he doesn't particularly want to sell to, uh, to Conte, because he knows that that's the Dean's in charge of the club eventually. Fortunately, it, it, looked like, it looks like it may well happen, but I think it's very true that you know, there could be a fair amount of death, and you must take Roman Abramovich out of this because he's a completely separate case and it's got nothing to do with it whatsoever. You need to look at United. The reason for their success is nothing to do with the Glazers. It's frankly to say he's managed them really well. So a kind of inevitability, not a particularly welcome one, I'm afraid. Okay, Gunnar Blogger, you described yourself as Switzerland during the week. Are, are you still Swiss? Uh, I'm as Swiss as a useful knife. I um, think that basically we need to hear from Cronker or Cronky or whatever it is at some stage. I think it's very hard for to know where I stand at least until there's some sort of confirmation. However, if you ask me to predict, it does look like this is the sort of deal that would land the club with a lot of debt. Okay. Um, would you consider... Uh, the fact that the, the the club has put a huge amount uh, of money into creating this new stadium in order to increase revenue, and that a lot of fans are looking at the uh, the short term benefits, which are a few players that we might not possibly have been able to afford, but the long term benefits uh, is that the income that the club would generate would be taken away. That's for you, Gunnar Blogger, again. Well, I, I think it's you know for the fans, it's the Abramovich effect, you know. We had this plan in place with the stadium for sort of long-term security, long-term financial prosperity, and the subsequently increased transfer budgets. Abramovich coming in was, you know, outside of that uh, and blew that away. Really, um, it was to make us compete with Manchester United, and then suddenly there's this third party who's got greater financial power than than either. And the fans, I think, are frustrated by that in the short term. But I agree, this plan is there in the long term for stability and I think it would be um, crazy to throw that away essentially after just a year of the new stadium. Okay, um, man from East Lower, uh, Manchester United is used uh, as an example of the way this sort of buyout could happen. What we've seen now is um, is the Manchester United season tickets going up you know, anywhere between 14 and, and 24% uh, for next season. That's also a danger that, 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 that fans haven't really come to terms with. I think uh, I think it probably is, although there is, there is a big difference between Man U and Arsenal in as much as traditionally Man U season tickets have been a lot lower. I mean, you know, our cheapest one at, um, at Ashburton is, is more than their most expensive one. I, I think I read that somewhere, it might be wrong, but it's not far from the truth. So I think there's probably room for growth in there, I mean, in terms of a business plan in their season tickets. I think with ours, I've been I've thought for some time, if it goes up much more, I mean, you know, it really is going to start getting unaffordable for, for a lot of people. And that, you know, so that's why the board's been rather wisely as uh, said they're not putting up for the third year running. So I, I'm not sure whether there's much room for growing ticket prices at, at Ashburton anymore. I just don't, I don't know about that. Okay. Uh, good player. One thing that, that we have to get in place now is somebody to do what Arsene called the, the ugly work, which was negotiating players' contracts, um, doing uh, negotiations for transfers, etc., etc. Any thoughts on who he might bring in? 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'd be lying if I said I had too many thoughts on who he might bring in. What, what does strike me, though, is that he's made it very clear from, from the outset that this will be his appointment, um, which will be good in one sense, I suppose, because it shouldn't be someone that will uh, conflict with him in the way that you've had um, perhaps with Kenyon and Mourinho so often. But at the same time, there's a, there's a kind of school of, of thought that says it, it perhaps wouldn't be such a bad thing if Arsenal occasionally had someone else who could say things to him at the club, because at the moment it does seem that he kind of enjoys a, a monopoly. You know, he's almost... He's almost done for the club, which is, is no bad thing in a way, but it, it can be helpful as well for someone else who can occasionally disagree with you and put you put you in your place, if you like. And I don't I don't see how that's going to be possible if he if he appoints someone from French football or from wherever. He's essentially going to be a yes man to Arsenal. So mixed feelings about that. Okay, all right. Um, let's move on to uh, some transfer news this morning. Uh, Gunnar blogger Jens Lehmann looks like he's going to stay. Yeah, it does look like he's going to stay. Um, you know, after looking for a long time, like he wouldn't, uh, the word was that he was going back to Germany, Bundesliga. But uh, I, th- I think you know, it's 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 not a bad thing in any in any way because if if our transfer budget is indeed as tight as it looks like it might be, Jens Lehmann is not a bad goalkeeper by any means, and uh, I, I'm perfectly happy to stick with him for another year if it means we can strengthen in other areas. Okay, uh, man from East Lower, what do you think of? Ian staying? I think it's a good idea as well because I think um, you know he is a, he's still a good keeper he's probably got a good year left in him but what it might give us the opportunity to do is get someone in who's been one of those goalkeepers touted as being a potential one for the future you know I mean I'm, I don't know whether Scott Carson is one that would work or or the Craig Gordon um, keeper I don't know but maybe someone who's not quite perhaps ready for this next year but would be ready the year after given a few games so I mean I think it's not a bad thing all round Okay. Um, good player. William Gallas. Um, the Guardian, or there was a story in the Mirror uh, the other day about Gallas wanting to leave and, and to go to Madrid and he hasn't settled at Arsenal and the team is too young around him. Uh, and this morning in the Guardian, uh, they're talking about a, a bust-up that he's had with a, with a young player at the club, which has left him isolated. What do you make of the Gallas situation? Certainly we haven't seen the best of him this year, have we? No, I think it's been very, very disappointing in a way. Um, and I was just looking over this morning over the comments that I've made on Gallas on, on Good Player. I haven't been particularly pleased with him right, right from the off. I don't think his attitude is right. Um, he's kind of coasted somewhat. And I just think, I think the worrying thing is that these stories that have come out, I may be completely wrong, but it's, you'd imagine that they come from the Gallas camp. Um, and it seems, you know, if he comes out and quashes them straight away, fair enough. But it seems perhaps he's engineering for a move. At the end of the day, it's just it's a defeat for us, basically, because it makes us look a bit stupid. You know, we had to get rid of Ashley Cole. It doesn't make Ashley Cole look any better. It kind of, Chelsea might be crowing slightly over it, but at the same time, had they had Gallas, and let's remember they wanted to keep him, despite what differences they had 
um, with him. Had they had him, then they'd probably be at least three points ahead rather than three points behind at the moment, and probably quite a lot more because their defence collapsed uh, when they lost one player, basically, in Terry. So it's very disappointing. If it's true, if Gallas, you know, we need players who are committed to the cause. And if, if I haven't liked Gallas' attitude all season, I think he's coasted. Um, and if, you know, if he needs to go, so be it, basically. Okay, Gunnar Blogger, you're a, you're a fan uh, of Gallas. Um, but certainly he's a, he's a guy who's not afraid to say what he thinks. As well as that, it wouldn't be uh, too beyond the realms of possibility that he would angle for a move in this way. Um, what, what do you make of this situation? Well, I mean, you're right. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. We've sort of seen it before when he was at Chelsea, which is why essentially it was a surprise they ended up coming to us because he was always angling for a move to Spain or Italy. Um, I think Gareth is a top player. Uh, world-class centre-back and I I feel that if we are serious about winning things then, then he is the kind of player we should be looking to retain I think we've got enough nice guys uh, I think you know in some sense it's the wankers who win you things unfortunately look at Man U but um, you know I, I, I would like to see him stay OK um, Man from East Lower what about the the, the, the thought that that Gallas and Colo can't play together, that they're too similar and that both of them need a sort of a big stopper centre-half, uh, like the likes of Senderos or Juru uh, alongside them? Well, I think, I think Senderos and Juru both have got big futures at Arsenal. But I, I, I mean, I, think, I don't particularly... I don't think Gallas has had a great season particularly, but I, I, I sort of agree that he, he's, he's got the kind of experience which we ditched last summer uh, and which we can't really afford to ditch again. We can't really have another season of... Of bedding in young players, I think we we do need a spine of experienced players. So whether you, you think, he, I mean, I think he'll only improve next year, and he is a bit he's a bit outspoken, and don't think he's had a great year. But I, I think it would be uh, unwise to get rid of him. Okay, all right, well, lads, I better love you and leave you. Well, not love you, not that way. Uh, but thank you very much for talking to the Arscast this morning. No, it's all Thank you very much to the three guys for taking the time to talk to the Arscast. And hopefully that sort of um, round-the-table thing is something we can uh, develop a little bit in future episodes rather than me just sort of asking questions, being afraid that uh, somebody might not be able to hear or somebody's talking over somebody else, etc., etc. It could be good. Oh, we could have some fights as well. That'd be awesome. We could get, for example, uh, Miles Palmer and Arsenal Muse on. And hopefully Arsenal Muse could talk crazy talk like he does on his blog. And he'll talk crazy talk, and Miles will go off on one about Jeff Beck, and I'll be sitting here just drinking some beer. Eventually, one of their heads will explode. It'll be the coolest thing ever. Um, what else was I going to talk to you about this week? Oh, I got an email from Paul Carolyn, who wanted to sort of um, uh, talk a little bit about Cronky, and I, I don't want to say too much more about it until we hear more from uh, the board, more from Cronky, uh, if he's got uh, any further intentions or what those are and how he's going to go about doing what he's going to do. But just from a sporting point of view, Paul gave me a list of his um, sports franchises, as he likes to call them, and they are in the NFL. He's got the St. Louis uh, St. Louis Rams in the NBA, the Denver Nuggets, uh, the NHL, uh, the Colorado Avalanche uh, in the Arena Football League. He's got something called the Colorado Crush in the MLS, the Colorado Rapids, and the NLL, which is the National Lacrosse League. Um, he has a team called the Colorado Mammoth, and and he sort of put down what they've won, and and it doesn't look like they've done uh, a great deal. He says. Um, 
are the teams that he's got, are they like Chelsea? Have they swept all before them? Or have they enjoyed a similar level of success to that which they had before? He says, from the above, it's certainly not the latter, at least where major U.S. sports are concerned. Other than one great season in the NFL, the St. Louis Rams have not given the New England Patriots much to worry about. In the NBA and NHL, his teams have been about on the level of Middlesbrough, the odd semi-final, but otherwise mediocre, and the Rapids' uh, record in the MLS is frankly rubbish. Uh, he's very good at lacrosse, though. They've won the league two years in a row. Maybe if he takes over, the focus will be on, on, on Arsenal's great lacrosse tradition. Because we, we have a great lacrosse tradition. Everybody knows it. Um, everybody hates how good we are. We're so good at lacrosse um, that people just can't stand it. They're so jealous. Okay. All right, then. Um, let's go to the bar where the man in the bar is. And he's not as drunk this week. Ah, hello, there you are again, Nars Blogger. Nice to see you again, and uh, uh, apologies for last week if I was a little bit two or three or perhaps even eight sheets to the wind, you see. I had rather a bit too much to drink. Funny thing, I actually woke up bollock naked on the 18th green of Royal Dublin Golf Club. I haven't got the faintest idea how I got there, but sure, <laughs> these things happen. Although what happened with the mole might take a little bit of time to get over. Anyway, uh, we'll get on with it this week. We'll talk to you about an Arsenal legend, a fella called David O'Leary. Now, he holds the record for the most ever appearances by any Arsenal player playing for Arsenal in an Arsenal jersey. It's true, he joined Arsenal in 1973. And it wasn't the usual old crack of a scout going over and watching the schoolboy game and going, that fella there, shite, that fella, shite, that fella, shite. Oh, that fella looks like he can play. We'll sign him. You see, what happened was he was over at a football game, but David O'Leary wasn't playing in. He went to the old local pub after for a couple of pints and there was a bit of an old row, you see, brewing between two families over something that I don't know. And David O'Leary was working there as a lounge boy going around with the tray going, can I get you a drink here? And you see, then what happened was the father of one family came over to the mother of the other family and said something he shouldn't to the cousin of the brother of the other fella. And he went over and said, don't say something like that to my second cousin twice removed who's the mother of my sister whose aunt married your brother. And there was about to be an old fisticuffs when into the middle stepped David O'Leary and he started dancing. Dancing, dancing with gay abandon he danced hither and hither and up and down and round about. The Arsenal's couch, you see, was so impressed with his light feet that he said, this fella must surely be able to play football. And he said, can you play football? And David O'Leary said, I don't know, I never tried, but I can dance. And the fella says, I saw that, so I did. So I brought him over to Arsenal in 1973 and he broke through to the first team by 1975. And the Arsenal fans used to love the way he tripped the light fantastic across the Highbury turf. He was an elegant defender and a good defender, despite the fact he's got the funniest nose anybody's ever seen. In fact, thinking about his nose now is making me laugh. Oh, gee. Oh, eh, he kind of spoiled things a bit though. After being an Arsenal legend, he went on to be the manager of Leeds. And as we all know, Leeds are cunts. And uh, he had a bit of an old run in now and again. And uh, there was one time when Arsenal had to beat Leeds to win the league. And then some big Jimmy Floyd Hasselhoff went and scored for Leeds. And David O'Leary was jumping around going, hooray, a goal, a goal. And everybody didn't like him after that. Then he went to Aston Villa after Leeds went bankrupt because he liked too many fish in his office. Or the chairman did or something, I don't know. And he went to Aston Villa and he was kind of shite. And now he's unemployed. But makes an occasional few quid as a League of Gentlemen lookalike. It's true. 
And the man in the bar will be back on next week's Arsecast with yet another player history. Now then, it's time for our bet of the week with thanks to bluesquare.com, which is www.bluesq.com. If you don't have an account, you can open one up by clicking on the link on the side of the Arseblog homepage on the right-hand side there, and you get a £25 free bet when you open an account. So uh, go to it, and when you make a couple of bets, Arseblog makes a couple of quid as well. So for all the entertainment, you limited as it is that you get from this site a couple of quid never hurts so there you go now not much else to talk about apart from to look ahead very briefly to the Fulham game on Sunday uh, where uh, one point will uh, guarantee Champions League football next season Um, mathematically it's still possible for the other teams to catch us. It seems unlikely that they will do that. Um, both teams, Everton and Bolton, nine points behind us. Everton, the only ones with a realistic chance of getting near us. Uh, our goal difference is better than theirs by 11. Although if we lost, for example, to Fulham 8-0 and Everton won against Manchester United at the weekend 12-0, we could be in a bit of trouble. You have to sort of prepare for every eventuality. But in terms of the team, I suppose we'll have uh, more or less everybody fit, apart from uh, Henri Van Persie and Walcott. Um, I suppose Adi Bayor will start again. Uh, we might play the five in midfield. I don't know. I don't know. But we're on a roll at the moment. The team is going places. Um, not quite sure where those places are. Could be Bridlington. Could be the Costa del Sol. Could be just round the corner for an ice cream. But nobody knows. But uh, we are, as I said earlier, on a massive unbeaten run of three games. And uh, they'll be looking not to lose that against Fulham, uh, who will, of course, be fighting for their lives because they're very, very close to the relegation places. And uh, they've got a new manager who wants to manage in the Premiership, even though he never has before. Laurie Sanchez, of course, was the manager of Wickham Wanderers and Northern Ireland, two teams with more or less the same level of football. Sorry. But he'll be looking to get his team playing, and they are desperate and totally desperate and double desperate for points. Uh, so we'll have to watch ourselves. It won't be an easy ride. I suppose the other thing we should mention is that this is a landmark Arscast, number 25. Who would have thought? 25. Wow. Fuck, it's not that much of a landmark really anyway, is it? No. Okay. Uh, nothing else to talk about. All the takeover stuff. We haven't really heard anything new and, and stuff that hasn't been covered on the blog. So there's no point going over and over and over it. We're going to have loads and loads of time uh, to do that over the summer because if uh, nothing happens transfer-wise, I've got nothing else to talk about. So I'll just pontificate for half an hour every week about how I don't want to be taken over uh, or how, how I don't want Arsenal to be taken over. And I don't either, honestly. Uh, so there you go. Anyway, we'll talk to you uh, on next week's Arscast. Have a good weekend. Talk to you all next week on the blog. Here's the three points on Sunday. Take it easy. Bye.
just want to apologise for that really, really terrible uh, American accent at the start. Um, won't happen again. Sorry. Honestly, re- really sorry. sorry. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 